Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss your favorite Marvel sports. We bring you in-depth analysis of each event across many different Marvel sports competitions. Catch all the information and drama you want to hear about your favorite players, teams, events, and more right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast. My name is Brendan, and today is a big day in Marvel Sports, at least a big day in Marvel Olympics, as today, or at least a couple days ago, was the end of the fan-made competition that has been going on for almost a month now, where the fan-made teams would create, uh, fan fans would create their own teams, submit them... <coughs> And advertise them using things like the Twitter and Reddit page and try to gain votes and see who, which top two teams will get the top two votes to make it into the 2019 Marvel Olympics B-League, or now they call it Marvel Olympics Showdown, which I don't like as much, but that's a different discussion. And um, it was a battle. Went from 32 teams down to 28, down to 21 before the first vote even happened. First vote brought it down to eight well-qualified teams, as I discussed in the last episode. And now this last vote here brought it down to the top two. And we have a special guest with us today. Special guest. The owner of one of the top two teams. And I'll say the top two teams here. The top two teams are... The Hornets and the Turtle Sliders. Great teams. I kind of expected them to win. Um, I did expect a few others to win. I thought the Red Pandas had a great shot. I thought the Woodland Foxes had a great shot. But it was all very close. The Red Pandas actually only 30 votes out of second place, which was held by the Turtle Sliders. And first was held by the Hornets. And... They could not make it on the podcast today because our guest, special guest today is the winner, the I mean the second place finisher of the competition, the owner of the Turtle Sliders, and we're going to have him on here in just a moment, and uh, we couldn't have the Hornets on here, but um, they did prepare a very small statement that I can um, go through right now, actually. They said, what did they say? They said to me that... They say that they congratulate all participants for the great contest that we had and that um, and they are thrilled to be a part of this year's Marvel Olympics showdown. So it's nice of them to at least offer congratulations to the other teams. And they, um, they really pulled it. Impressive, uh, impressive team. Pulled a lot of votes. And now to our interview with the owner of the Turtle Sliders. And we got the owner and creator of the team, the Turtle Sliders, on the podcast today. Second place finisher in the fan-made team contest. How are you doing today? Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing pretty good. It's getting yeah. late over here on the other side of the ocean, but pretty, still pretty stoked that we, we actually made it in in second place. I, I, when I signed up, I, I didn't think I would get this far, but 
here we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, congratulations to you, first of all, man. That was a very, very impressive victory. And um, if you don't know the Total Sliders or their team, you can go take a look at their team and their logo and their player names all at marblesports.com, where we can see their logo here. Very nice-looking turtle, along with the Hornets, the other w- winner. And um, so uh, what do you? how did you come up with this team? What was the thought process behind this team? Well, basically, uh, when I when I first read about the fan-made teams and the contest, uh, at first I was thinking about a team based on foxes because foxes are pretty cool animals. Yeah. But there already was the uh, the woodland foxes. It was the first mm. team I saw on the on the Reddit. So I was thinking, hmm, what else could I do? And I just came up with turtles because I they're pretty cool. I swam with them once in the in the ocean. Oh wow thinking yeah turtles they are pretty cool so in my mind then i had this picture of because uh the marvel olympics there's there's a lot of racing and i was thinking in my mind i had this picture of a turtle that's sliding on its belly down uh, uh, the sand and sand is and that's why i was thinking about a turtle that's sliding and i was like it's sliding so like a skater that is skating it's a skater so i was thinking oh sliders they are like turtle sliders and I thought the name. It sounds. I have. Uh, there have been mixed, mixed opinions. Some thinking it makes no sense, but some think hey, it's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. The yeah. also on the on the, the the opinions have been mixed, but I'm on the side. It's it's. I like the name, and yeah. So I basically then on Reddit I was looking for someone that could help me create the logo because I was thinking. If you want to get in there, they're like, you need a cool name, you need a nice looking marbles, and you need a, a good logo. These are the three three things that people will notice first. And yeah, luckily I got in touch with someone that's really good at what he does. So yeah, yeah, I see the logo here. You have like the um, very nice looking turtle with the uh, with the name, and then you have like that background, which is like a like a, a faded version. It kind of kind of pulls it all together. That's a really nice logo. And you ha- even have your marble design um, yeah, it's, right it's, below, which is really cool. Yeah. At first, I was thinking about uh, actually using green marbles, but all those marbles are were really close to the Limas or Team Momo. So yeah, I, or the Jungle Jumpers, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The green ones, it's hard to, to find a design that's, uh, that's usable. And yeah, so I went with the blue ones. And they actually look pretty good. So at first I was I like them, yeah. At first I wasn't too sure about them, but then uh, when I saw them a few more times, I'm like, they they look pretty good. And yeah, they I, do. Cause... And I sent him the the picture of the of the marbles and told him uh, these colors should be in the logo. And he actually put the marble themselves, and that's so that's pretty cool. And yeah, that's the first thing to I had, and basically they're. I came up with some some stories for them for the uh, athletes and joined mm-hmm. the, the Discord. Right, yeah, yeah, I saw m- many of your um, social media posts, which were very um, which were very good. They were they were pretty well made, especially compared with some of the other good content we were getting from yeah. these other teams. Um, yeah. I'm looking here at the the logos and, and things on the. Uh, both of the winners that you and the Hornets and it's nice to see, you know, cause you guys had a very different logo approaches, right? The Hornets, 
one with a very simplistic style. They just had um, almost, if you really break it down, their, their logo is like five shapes um, in a very nice looking design. And yours is more of like a, um, a more detailed logo, which I think is really, really uh, cool. It has the difference there. I also really do like your marbles because um, especially after you explained the reason behind your name, like you swam, we swam with turtles and you can imagine them sliding and like you were in the ocean and you kind of get that ocean feel. Um, the marbles kind of have like an ocean color and then you have like the, uh, the stripes of green running through, which I thought were really cool. They kind of, um, they kind of almost like look like a, especially now you think of it like an ocean with turtles, like, like running through with the stripes on the um the blue, which I think is yeah. really cool. True, that's it's it's actually really fitting for the team. Yeah, the first yeah. one I probably wouldn't have been as good. We was pretty close to Team Momo, and yeah, mm-hmm. also Hornets. I agree with you, totally different, but I really like them. Uh, when I first saw uh, the teams, they have been favorites of mine from the start. It's yes, yeah, the Hornets. Hornets were even yes. one of my favorite. They really did a good job. In my opinion, from the just the start of it, like the name and the logo, it's very simple, but it works really well, I think. And also the work he put in with all these photoshops and the the, the background information he put out was pretty amazing. So he, he yeah, yeah, sometimes place you know, simple, yeah. simple it's, does the job sometimes, and then sometimes detail does the job, which is a good example both here, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're, they're marbles. I mean, their marbles are really nice. I don't know if you can, um, if you're yeah, looking at them on absolutely. the Marble Sports page, but like just that they kind of, I guess they did a good job keeping it a, like different enough from teams like the Bumblebees because the Bumblebees are more of a yellow marble, but they kept it more like black with yellow stripes, which was which was you know just enough um, to, to differentiate, which was nice. And uh, um, you were about to talk. I heard uh, before about your, um, you know, social media posting and stuff. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what were you uh, thinking about? How are you going to present this, and how are you going to get your team word out? Yeah, at first, I, I don't know if you if you noticed that or uh, uh, read that. When I started off, I made this the the first post on the Reddit on Reddit I made was I was throwing a lot of. Uh, pop culture references in there because I was thinking it's, it's fun. I like, uh, like right. Turtles and Ninja Turtles and whatever. And because back then on Reddit, I didn't read, uh, I, I hadn't the exact rules that, that we were talking about in Discord, like make sure you uh, mention nothing that's been used anywhere else. And so at right. first when I joined there, everyone was already pretty furious about me. And so I had to make sure to, to, get on everyone's good side, delete that stuff and and make something that's more unique, so to speak. And, right. Yeah, and you yeah, did do so. a good job with that. And if we just if I just um could jump in for a sec because sure. I mean, I think one of the biggest problems with this contest and the and the whole community of the contest, not the Marble Olympics itself, but of the contest is what you just said. Because you came in and you said you didn't really know the rules of the Discord or know the rules of the fan-made team competition, and they weren't really set out. And then you posted something like that, and people were, like, furious just because of that, which is something I actually saw many teams, or at least a couple teams, dropped out because of the uh, reactions like that, even though people weren't even really knowing. There wasn't even really a rule set created yet, um, and the the oh, the moderators were working tirelessly trying to create rules and create um, different uh uh, regulations on the contest and then like you'd, you'd see a lot of members just get furious because you did something they didn't like and like 
just our drama and things like that, which is um, teams like the gold standard and the monarchs were affected by that. If you remember them. And it's just, uh, it's good that you were able to overcome that and delete the posts and move on. And actually you gained, obviously gained a lot of favor within the community, both in the, in the community of the contest and the discord and also of course outside. But uh, it is, um, and it's something that kind of affected uh, this competition was the uh, attitudes of yeah, some I of think, the people. Yeah, I think it's uh, basically, I think they, uh, a lot of these rules, they, when they first started, they didn't know that these could be problems or this will be problems they encounter. And they made it like, uh, made it on uh, as they go, as they went along. And I just think on Reddit, uh, she and Mel, they did a pretty good job. Like when I, I posted that, uh, she, I think she isn't, is his name on Reddit? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I he, know. He was, yeah. He was He's one the of the moderators first one. for those yeah, who don't know. Yeah. He he was the fir- one of the first ones to to inform me to that uh, they like everything. Everything looks good, uh, but I should change that, uh, this and that. And basically, then I got in contact with them, and they were like happy to inform me. And I was talking to them, oh, what can I use? What should I change? And they were doing a pretty good job about that. And yeah, but I think, of course, because many people, uh, many fans that are uh, involved, they they don't want people to break the rules, and I think some of them it just get heated up a bit too much. But I think that's also the case that some of the creators were were taking it a bit too hard. Like exactly, um, yeah, yeah. So basically, for me, it was like, oh, I should change that. Oh, I guess my bad because I could have thought of that before or looked at trying to discuss beforehand. So I just changed it and it worked pretty well. Uh, but some others, I think they they took it too per- personal. If something was mentioned, yeah, like absolutely, that. absolutely, and I was some, that, And yes. also, some people just took it too far because, like, too far in the first message, and they were, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, just, like, it's like that when you have uh, community members creating something. Especially yeah. contest, things can get heated. I, oh, absolutely, because of the competition, right? And like people say, "Oh no, I'm just trying to keep the the discord of the contest clean and fair." But people do get that spirit of competition, and um, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. Why can't you just be told what not to do and then not do it? Why do people have to jump down your throat at the littlest of things? Which but, is um, which yeah. is another discussion about the fan made contest. But it's hard to really completely get upset because you know first time doing a contest hard to really get all the rules and regulations out hard to really um you know people especially in that in the first contest people all heated and all into the competition so um but i I definitely saw what you're most of it worked in the end worked out pretty well i think like there were some hiccups at first but i think basically after after the this first uh, round of submission, I know that um, Monarchs and Gold Standard dropped out after that, but I yeah. still think after that thing, uh, after the, the first submission phase, things were uh, were running pretty smooth. There were there were maybe some internal things like in the Discord when two team owners were discussing things, but right, yeah. overall, overall, like talking just from uh, the contest point of view things worked really well then i think that was handled pretty good it's just the start at the start there were some things they had to figure out how to run them 
uh, properly, and they did a pretty good job. So, props to them, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they did a um they did a good job uh, gaining control after a while with the um, difficulties of the of the start of the contest. Like I feel once the first voting round started, and um, that whole thing had started, I think I think at that point we were doing okay. A lot of teams were very less. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, team creators were very less. Um, you know, seem you know angry in the discord it just seemed like we had had more control of all the um all the the contest uh, creators and things like that i mean at the start i mean at least compared to the start i think there are a few improvements that could be made but they did a great job from the start of the competition to the voting try, uh, getting the control of um all the different creators i didn't think they expected this many creators i mean there were 32 teams at first and yeah, then I, it quickly I, went to 28 yeah. but I mean, a lot of teams coming out at first and that and that they probably they probably expected at most 15 probably around 10 or even less but um you know they got um almost two to three times what they were expecting which was probably a little bit overwhelming at the time yeah and also i think they didn't expect so many teams to be that uh involved that much because at reddit for a while there's been only posts about fan-made teams and everyone was trying to to Integrate with each other and get the information about the teams out. So there's been a lot going on and there's been a lot to, to check because when you post that stuff, they obviously have to check if everything apply, uh, everything is okay in right. terms of the rules and that stuff. So there's been a lot going on. And I think they, at first it was like, yeah, everyone submit their team. And before they even looked at every team, if everything is okay, if something is missing, people were already posting stuff and creating stuff. And I, I think that was just more, more fan created stuff than they did expect at that point. Yeah, a lot of confusion at first, definitely. With um, because yeah, but people were like throwing, th- posting Twitters. People had Twitters, Instagrams, Reddit's all like a million different social medias before they had even approved all the teams, which was. I mean, it was it, it created some confusing situations. Created um, a very fast moving situation too. I think they did move back a couple of dates, like move like to make yeah, earlier like, a couple of da- due dates because like it was just going so quick. So I mean, um, I think if it was I my logo was done like only last second, I think. So if they went with the first date, they probably would have been too late to, to right. actually join the, the the contest. So I got lucky there. Yeah, they did. They did, and. Uh, it's good that it came out okay. I think the general community is pretty happy with the winners, and it, it's good to see um, that in the end it was uh, it was it came out well. And um, I'm very excited, even more excited than um, being in the contest or um, seeing the people be in the contest. I'm excited to see these two teams compete in the the real Marble Olympics, the real Marble Olympics showdown, which is just very very exciting. That like two teams made by fans who have been just watching for a long time come in here and uh can actually compete on his channel which is just very exciting and um speaking about that from your team's perspective as you go into this competition is there anything specific that you'd be training for and uh especially are there any uh teams um other teams you'd be facing that you're uh, worried about or excited to be competing with mm, worried about is hard to say but uh I'm pretty excited to um, actually meet Team Momo. They have mm-hmm. been one of my favorites basically since the incident where they had to team up with with uh, Primary and form Team Momo. 
since then Momo has been one of one of my favorite teams. So I'm pretty excited to to meet them, and also I'm I'm looking forward to, to competing against uh, the Hornets because like they have been our brother in arms in the in the contest and. It's pretty cool that now they're both there, and I just really hope that one of these two teams. Uh, obviously, I would prefer if it's the Turtle Sliders, but if it's the Hornets, it would be okay too. If one of right. these two teams makes it to the to the, the Marvel Olympics, the the main event, so that would be pretty cool to basically see the team where you you've seen the first posts and how they were coming up with the background story to actually be there and compete at the highest level. That would be pretty pretty cool, I think. So I'm I'm cheering for, for my team obviously and for the Hornets. Oh yeah, absolutely. Also, and um also as you can tell by my team name, I'm I'm a, a huge fan of like animal based teams. It's just like I think it's fitting that there are some of them in there, like the green ducks for it uh, green ducks for example, it's like something that's easy to relate to, I think, because Absolutely, people, yes. That's why I think I did pretty well. And also why so many animal teams like Red Pandas or the Foxes got mm. to the second voting because it's something that people can easily relate with. Like, oh, Foxes, I like Foxes. They're pretty cool. Or, oh, exactly, Red yeah. Pandas, they're cute. And I'm, I'm no different. So I'm also like cheering on the Green Ducks, for example, or the Bumblebees. These are all teams I, I, I like very much. Right, yeah, I totally understand that um, ability to relate with certain teams, and uh, um, I, that's why I was surprised at like why the teams like Knights in the Round uh, made that first voting cut because I was like, like there's a lot of teams like Red Pandas, you know, that are usually related, relatable to, and um, uh, while well, I think Knights of the Round is a great team and they, they it was a great idea and a unique idea, I just I was just a little surprised at the general community only being able to really see the name of the team and the logo before voting went with them over some other, um, you know, animal or, you know, more general themed teams is all. Which was, I, um, I think um, why they might have been uh, pretty high up there is because they were so different to many other teams. Because we had, uh, if you're talking about, uh, animal teams, there's been so much and the, the, the votes obviously have been spread out. There's been voting for me, for Red Pandas and Foxes and all the other teams, but there has there's no other team that was like the Knights of the Round. They were very unique in the approach. So while many people probably were thinking, oh, that's I can't, that's not for me, but for, other, for the people that can relate to that, they, are the, they were the only team like that. So yeah, I think they got it. They found their niche, and yeah, that's they, why they, they managed to get there. And I'm pretty happy for them actually, because and to be honest, like at first when I saw the logo and the name, and I wasn't sold on it at first, but interacting with uh, with the owner, he has been really nice on on Discord, and he has done a really good job to keep out of all the drama to not. Uh, set up anyone and yeah he did a good job was really nice and was always happy to to chat with him so i was happy for him that he made it and yeah yeah absolutely in the second round sadly it wasn't enough for the for the actual marble showdown but i was really happy to see him in the top eight because yeah 
I oh. think he he also um, on on social media he he did a good job and yeah yeah he was I, actually I really liked him. he was actually one of the teams um, that was able to that didn't really have any big drama and he did have good content and he did have a good idea which is true um, and I, I'm going to give him credit uh, while I'm thinking about it here I mean I guess I'm even a little shout out to him. And other two teams that come to mind on this are Red Pandas and Woodland Foxes. And there, there, there are others, but these are the three that stick out to me as teams that the creators and the teams themselves did not create a lot of drama. They did not um, cause any contention within the Discord, really, or within exactly, the yeah. community they fan made. And those three teams actually do stick out to me as, as teams that were very, um, you know, just, just kind of nice to everyone, no matter what was going on. So big Shout out to those three at least. I'm sure. I'm sure there are others. There definitely are others. But those yeah, are the three that stick so out to me in particular. But as I said, and of that's course, why... yours was very. You seemed was... very, very calm through the whole thing, which was nice to see as well. Yeah, I was. I was really trying. You know, there have been even like there have been people in Discord like uh, criticizing me for whatever. Like if, even if it happened, I'm like, yeah. Like even if I read it and I'm first like oh I'm furious and thinking why I, why did he say that uh, I wasn't but like even if I were I was like you know let it sink in at first and then just just respond because like there's no sense in getting worked up about that and most of the time it's been when it concerns or we could just you know talk about yeah. it and like oh that's 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 X, Y, and Z was the reason why I did that. And then, oh, okay, now that makes sense. And then you would just move on. And yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's why why, why the owner of Knights of the Round uh, really stood out to me. Even if there, when, when people were discussing on, on Discord, he was always trying to to sort things out with them and, you he know, did, yes. trying to, to calm everyone down. So yeah, he did a good job there. So yeah, shout out to him. He's a really great guy. <laughs> shout out to him i think his name is ramirez at least yeah, in the, ramirez, uh, yes. the discord so discord. ramirez big shout out to you and your team good luck next year should you compete from both of us here brendan and uh the creator lucas. of the Turtle sliders which i i don't think i've caught your name what is your name yeah you want to share your name lucas yeah okay his name is lucas so brendan and lucas big shout out to you ramirez and your team uh, just uh, one final question here. Um, I want to ask, as just at least talking more specifically about your team, is as far as strengths and weaknesses. I'm gonna. Should I assume that you guys are more skilled in water events or more skilled in um, speed racing? I mean, yeah, what, I what am I thinking with events and weaknesses here? I mean, strengths yeah, is, strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths, uh, uh, water-based events, obviously. That's that's where we have home field advantage. You would think about the same thing about oceanics, and, right? Know, yeah, really the oceanics are quite a. But I I hope it will be better for us because that's where we should be good at, and I uh, I hope we should also be be more resilient to to injuries than Team Momo, for example. So oh, right, anything yeah. where it's, it can get a little a little bit rough, that should be should be a, an advantage for us because we can. You know, with our with our shells, we should be able to withstand that. Yeah, I, w- I would think you guys have yeah. a little more, um, little more uh, body strength there. 
yeah if if it's about about uh, speed then we might need to work a little bit harder we are turtles after all turtles can be pretty quick but you know yeah it really depends on the environment they're in obviously exactly exactly if they're sliding, they can go quite quick but the uh yeah. probably the more um you know like self like events where you have to self create your speed as opposed to sliding along is probably going to be more difficult for you exactly yeah like maybe in like high yeah. jump and things like that yeah exactly high jumping is probably something where we we will have a, a pretty rough time but if it's just like converse your speed and you know try to to carry it along as, as far as possible that's what we should should have an edge over some other teams oh oh i do have one more final thing i am curious sure. about um I mean, just obviously, there's a lot of veteran teams, a lot of very competitive teams in the Marble Olympics, and you're faced with the thousands of fans in the stands. You're faced with uh, very boisterous fan bases, like the Limers who, like, you know, caused disruptions in the qualifiers, throwing debris in the field. So you at all worried or feeling the pressure of the fans, of the uh, fan bases of teams like the Limers that sometimes cause disruptions? Or are you guys, um, are you guys all cool about that? Oh, of course. If if I would say that this doesn't affect us at all, I would obviously be lying because yeah. performing in front of a, a, a crowd like that can be quite quite uh, well. How, how should I put it? It can be can be you know you can be get scared if there's this this big of a crowd. But also, yeah. I think we are really trying because the all these the 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 creators of these fan teams and all the people that wrote it for us put so much believe in us i'm hoping that there will be a, a big crowd cheering us on as well and we can use that momentum to to yeah perform better than we we have ever before so while it can be a bit scary to to perform in front of such a big crowd for the first time i think we we hopefully will be able to to use that to to fuel us and to to gain an advantage over or the other teams, because we know that there's these fans and the other fan team creators course, yeah. behind us. Right, yeah, because you have your fans too. Yeah, but, and, and yeah, there's also... Try to use that pressure to yeah. propel you, as opposed yeah, to exactly. um, stop you. All right. That's well, like, one last thing, that's like where the fan teams, I think they really, really came together. Where When you were talking to them, many were saying, yeah, I, I hope uh, I win or this team wins, wins but even if someone else wins uh, they will have my support because of we all come from the same place basically we have the same origin so I think right, that's really cool so so I think that we the Turtle Sliders and the Hornets already have a, 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 a decent fan base actually before we, we ever started an event so that's a, a big plus for us I think to have mm. that support behind us yeah, I, I I am excited to see you guys compete, and I know you have a lot of fans, and I think you're going to get a lot of support during this uh, Marble Showdown, and um, and I hope I hope you guys I hope you guys definitely advance as well as the Hornets. So I mean, thank you. Good luck to you guys, and um, thank you thank you for coming on here. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for talking. Thank you for letting us know uh, how you how you came up with all this, and. Um, before you go, is there any final thing you'd like to say to the listeners and the fans out there? Mm -hmm. 
one final thing. Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, sporting events, uh, emotions can get heated up. Just remember that the fun and uh, the positivity of it all should, should be the center of it. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. enjoy the videos, have a, have a good time and, and cheer us on, of course. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for having me and yeah all right thanks, thanks for coming on and uh, good yeah. luck to you guys in the marble showdown thank you all right we will see you there hopefully yeah see you soon see you man and that was the turtle sliders owner lucas and like I just said, I'm excited to see them compete in the Marble Olympics showdown, or as I would like to call it, the Marble Olympics B-League again. B-League, to me, is a better name than showdown. But either way, I'd like to see them compete. I'd like to see both of these teams, both the Hornets and the Turtle Sliders, see how they're going to deal with the pressure of these other competitors and the pressure of these fans is thousands of fans thousands watching them and when you have all those eyes on you it can sometimes get really difficult out there in the playing field and it's going to be interesting to see them deal with the pressure and deal with all of the the difficulties of being at such a high competition with such high like viewing you know and high noise level and fans that could throw things on the track any minute and just mess up everything has happened to Team Primary in the qualifiers when the Limers threw the debris on the field. Still, controversy is out on that. In any event, as we transition here from this great interview with Lucas to the rest of our podcast, I do want to mention a couple things. First of all, please um, look out and be aware of our upcoming information segment, which will be a um, short a mini podcast you could call it or um, just a short recording which will discuss a lot of the information as in the name of the podcast things like uh, you know how you could maybe become a guest on the podcast how um, how uh, fan engagement works we want to engage the fans as much as we can and we have a lot of plans for that um, all our social media sites things like that so look out for that We'll probably just call it information segment mini podcast. So look out for it. It will come out and you can take a look and hear all our plans for this upcoming, for the upcoming episodes of the podcast. Um, as well, and this is very important here, we have an email now. MSW Podcast has an email. Our email is mswpodcast at gmail.com. And why is this important? Well, this is how we hear from you. This is one of the ways, at least at first, that we can hear from you on the podcast. Um, we encourage you to email that email one more time, mswpodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us questions. You can send us suggestions. You can send us just things you want us to say on the podcast. We might say them. You can just talk about anything. We want to hear anything you have to say. And um, we have other ideas for fan engagement segments and things like that to get your love for marbles, marble sports, and your thoughts on the situations out on the podcast um, so everyone can hear about those. So you got an idea, you got something you want to be said, you got a question, you got a suggestion, please email mswpodcast at gmail.com. 
The one other thing, uh, information-wise, is this podcast, as as it's been on SoundCloud here the past uh, episode and the sneak peek, we're both on SoundCloud only, but now um, I'm recording on this app called Anchor Podcasts, and this Anchor Podcast app also posts my podcast on Anchor Podcast app, so you can now listen on Anchor Podcast apps, um, should you rather listen there. Also, Anchor Podcast app has a very interesting feature called voice messages. So if you go to the podcast um, on this Anchor Podcast app, you can send us a voice message, uh, anything you want. Of course, uh, if we like it, we'll put it on the podcast or at least talk about it on the podcast. Um, Again, probably similar to the email, suggestions, uh, suggestions, ideas, questions, anything you want. You can record, you can send it in. Please try to keep it clean. Please try to keep it positive. But you can send anything in. And we will. See, we might even put it in the podcast because we can take that and put it in our podcast. Or we can just talk about it if we like what you have to say. So that is our probably first way. We would attempt to do things like call-ins. So, you know, with the email and the, the voice messages, we might begin to do things like um, weekly question that we'll pick the top answers from, you know, should you guys like things like this. So all that's in the works. Information mini episode will come out probably after the third episode or before the third episode, probably within the next week or two, discussing all the upcoming ideas. Um, With that said, and the email and all that said, um, we can talk about the friendly round, Marble Olympics friendly round. Also happened about a month ago, very close to the time that the qualifiers happened. The Marble Olympics often, and again this year, did a friendly round. And what this means is there are four teams that are automatically qualified for the 20, 20 I forgot the year, what is it wrong with me? 2019 Marble Olympics or any Marble Olympics. So if, from the last Marble Olympics to 2018 or any before that, whatever whoever the top four teams were are automatically qualified for the next Marble Olympics. And of course, if you're the host team, you are also automatically qualified because, well, you're hosting the event. Um, in this case, our top four, which was very interesting, by the way, our top four from the 2018 Marble Olympics was the Midnight Wisps, as we know, won. And I'm going to talk about them more in a second. The Savage Speeders, who we know have won, they won, I believe, they won 2016, I believe. They won that first uh, Marble Olympics, and they have been performing at the top ever since. The Oceanics um, got third, and they are also the hosts. And the Arrangers, who placed fourth. Also, they won the 2017 Marble Olympics, and they are a team to look out for. Now, my overrated, underrated for a week, for the week. Um, I want to do this segment as much as I can. I'll probably try to do it all the time. It's not really a segment; it's more like a comment. But um, an overrated, underrated each week would be really fun. Where I pretty much what that means, if you don't know, is that I say something that's either overrated that I think, or underrated that I think is underrated. And that fits in right now because I think the Midnight Wisps are so underrated as a team. I do. I think they're very underrated. I mean, everyone knows the Savage Speeders. I mean, I, I know a lot of people hate on them because uh, they're a very, they're a very edgy team. They are. 
and everyone knows the Rangers. Everyone, most people know and respect the Oceanics as a top team. But the Midnight Wisps, you never hear people talk about them. I rarely hear their name. They won last year's Marble Olympics. They should be the most popular. I mean, they're, they're the recent winners. They have performed at the top for a while. I mean, especially in this Marble Olympics, this past one. I mean, they continue to show good work. I mean, and just they're just not talked about. I mean, and I they're my underrated here for the week, absolutely. Because um, I just don't hear them. I never hear them. For all that they do, all the wins that they've gotten, they even won 2018 Marble Olympics, where the competition, the competition just keeps raising every year. So the 2018 Marble Olympics has been the toughest Marble Olympics to win out of all the three. So I don't understand why they're never talked about. I mean, I encourage you guys to, you know, whether you want to be a Midnight Wisps fan or not, to just at least, at least mention them. <laughs> they are the winners. And they are definitely the underrated of the week. Um... Am I gonna do an overrated? I don't know. I don't. I don't need to. Probably just do one of these. I mean, if I were to do an overrated, because I just have an overrated in mind at this point. Oh, Rangers memes, way overrated. And I may do a little more talk on this um, later, uh, or in a different episode about a Rangers memes and memes in general in the community. But a Rangers memes, some of them are funny, and they have a catchy thing with the O oh, thing that you can hold out for ever and um you know what you know what i'm just i'm just spur of the moment right now here's uh if you guys want to use the voice message thing on the anchor podcast app um if you submit a voice message on the anchor podcast app the weekly challenge the weekly fan thing is you see how long you can hold your o for the o rangers spur of the moment just thought of it I'm just going to roll with it. That's the challenge. The longest O or the funniest O or both will be played next episode, um, episode three, which will come out in one to two weeks from when this comes out. So spur of the moment, all you have to do is you download Anchor Podcast app. You go to the MSW Podcast. You just type in MSW Podcast. You pull it up. I think, I don't know, you may have to like it or favorite it. I don't know. And then you can click on send voice message. And there you go. See how long you can hold that out. I just think that would be really cool to feature here on the podcast. I know a lot of people like the Rangers, and that, like I was saying, what goes into going to it's very catchy. Oh, but um, and uh, if you guys want, yeah, if I get enough requests, an email or whatever, I will. I will see how long I can hold my O. Oh. I know a friend who was able to do it for over thirty seconds, which is you know. It's a respectable, respectable time. So we'll have to see about that. But for now, let's get back to what I was talking about before, which was Marvel Olympics. Marvel Olympics friendly round. Yes, let's remember this. So anyway, that's my overrated O-Rangers memes. And that's only because you post an O-Rangers thing on the Reddit, um, whether it be a great meme, meme, which like I said before, sometimes they are, or it would not be a great meme. It just all automatically gets like 300 upvotes. Like every time I see an Arrangers content, even if it's re- sometimes it's really funny, sometimes it's really not that good. It's like 300 upvote automatic. I mean, probably because it's one of the most pop. It is the most popular team in the Marble Olympics, but it's just like, come on, guys. I mean, being judged on content. 
I've seen good, good memes that are not Rangers related, but are either good Marvel Olympics memes or good team, Marvel Olympics team memes if they're not, not Rangers, like Limers or something. And they get like 30 upvotes, but they're just as fun, if not funnier than some of these Rangers memes. All I'm saying is choose your content wisely. I mean, don't just upvote something because it has your favorite team on it. Like, look at the content. Because, like, think about it. I mean, if, if the Rangers meme is bad and then you upvote it, then you're almost insulting your team because you're like, oh, I like this content that's bad about this team. So just just be careful. I mean, I'm not saying uh, anything about any team. I'm just saying that that happens to be the most popular team. And even if, like, I may do a, a little challenge thing in the future. I don't know, you guys you guys write in and tell me what you think about this. Just just as like a funny thing, I might do a post where all I do is like write type with the word Rangers in like a I don't know, a bad font on like Google Docs or something. Screenshot it and then post it on the Reddit and 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 like like guess how many upvotes we'll get just because it says Rangers. I like and like comments and stuff. That would be really funny. So um I don't know you could also Tell me if you want me to do that, but I think just just to prove a point on this, and I'll talk more about the memes of a different episode probably. Anyway, back to the friendly round of the Marble Olympics because we should go through this. Only four teams, top four teams: Midnight Whisper first, Savage Peter second, Oceanics third, Arrangers fourth. Was the placement in the 2018 Marble Olympics? They all get to compete in the friendly round. Unexpectedly, and very coincidentally, all mid, all all the Midnight Wisp Savage Beaters and Arrangers have all, all won of Marble Olympics, um, and Oceanics happen to be the hosts. So it's interesting that we see all four of them at the top there. So, how did they do? This was a quite interesting friendly round. It was obviously very competitive. These teams are the top teams. These teams are the teams to be scared of. Like when teams go out there, like Turtle Sliders or like the Green Ducks, even a little more applicable to the season. That's those are the teams to be scared of. Those are the teams if they're in your heat, you got to be like deep breath because they they will beat you. <laughs> they will beat you. All right, and they they were pretty good in that friendly round. I got to be quite honest. First vent the funnel spin. I mean, easily, the Oceanics, who actually won the first event, the funnel spin, broke the record time set in the heat to the funnel spin in the qualifiers and had a 145.64 instead of a 144. But, um, and they all did really well. All of them were over one minute. Uh, I think the slowest one was like 108, which was surprisingly by the Arrangers, who um, seemed to be... They're still really good, but they seem to be having a little bit of difficulty, at least in the funnel spin, because um, their their stats overall in the qualify uh, the friendly round were um, two fourth places, so last places, and two first places. So it was interesting to see that they have like this very up and down way of playing, which is probably what got them that win, and that keeps them at the top because they do have a lot of times that they get the first place, the second place, but um, I guess. Uh, I guess balances them out enough, not so they don't win every time, so they don't get the uh, they get a couple last places in there or low placements. I mean, even if you look at their points in the in the uh, the previous Marble Olympics, I mean they had they had a bunch of double digit uh, points. 
and then they had a bunch of, I mean, they were actually a little kind of even here. They had like 10, 12, 3. I mean, they were kind of even, actually. A lot of point numbers between 8 and like 12. So, I mean, I guess they performed a little bit differently over the last, uh, in the last Marvel Olympics. But, in at least in the friendly round, I saw it was up and down. It was, it was crazy. It was last first, last first, um, which was interesting. But, yeah, they got last in the funnel spin with a 108 time, I think. Um, very competitive, by the way, up there at the top. So even if you get last, if you're in that friendly round, you're in the top four. And that's just, you know, it's going to be hard. And um, the, Midnight, the Midnight Wisps got second in there. And actually, something I want to mention about them, and I think this is one of the reasons why they're underrated, um, they got three second places. And one third, but three second places through the whole friendly round. They finished the friendly round... Would they, I believe they finished... Uh, they, they finished third in the friendly round, which was okay. But they had this mad consistency, three second places in the first three events. But they don't have, like, they don't seem to be able, they seem to be more, I mean, at least less drive than the other teams. I'm not saying they don't have drive. Obviously, you have to have drive to win the Marble Olympics. But they seem to have less drive than these top teams, like the Savage Speeders and the Rangers. I mean, who just go out for those first places they that's what they go for every time and they just seem to have a little bit less drive they they really they're just a very solid steady good team getting the second places like three times in a row and i'm not saying they don't have drive they definitely do i'm just saying that it seems like the arrangers the oceanics the savage speeders they seem to edge them out a little bit every time which is what happened here in the qual uh the friendly round but um they finished second in the small spin. Uh, the Oceanics, like I said before, got first. Great time. Beat the record set in the uh, initial funnel spin in the qualifiers, which you would expect that from one of these top teams. And just, it was a great, it was a great match. I mean, the, they just went at it. They really went at it in that first initial spin. Uh, they, like every funnel, every funnel was a battle. I mean, I think one time Arrangers or Savage Beaters dropped through a couple quickly. But besides that, it was round and round every time. No quick drops, really, except for those couple. I mean, it was just, it was just you know, hardcore, definitely, with these marbles. And, uh, I mean, you'd expect that from the top teams. And they definitely showed that. And I'm excited to see how they perform in this year's Marble Olympics with the new teams like the Green Ducks and the Indigo Stars coming out, already performing really well in the qualifiers. Old teams like Team Galactic and Crazy Cat Size showing some real good improvement this year. But uh, definitely they don't seem like they're uh, slacking off at all. Um, except, except for the Savage Beaters. I'm a little bit wary about their performance. If you look at their performance, they had, um, I think, two lasts, a third and a second. They didn't win any event. They didn't. They only got second in one event. I believe that was the water event at the end. And they, they were just underperforming. I mean, now you can't really make a judgment call off this because they, they seem to be performing like, you know, they seem to be up with other marbles all the time in every event. It's just they just were edged out a little bit by the other teams every single event. And so I'd like to see how, first of all, you know, they're going to feel about this. That might affect their mental um, minds, mindset, either negatively or positively, going into this um, these 2019 Marble Olympics. But, I mean, 
They're probably gonna be practicing a lot. Savage Peters coach is hardcore. I mean, you get you get a last place. I mean, you're you're running for like full day. They're not gonna have an easy time, easy preparation time with these performance in the friendly round. I'm sure it's been very tough the last month of training, but I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. They're out here to win. They're out here to win. We know people don't like this team as much as like the Orangers, but they are out here to win. And you gotta respect that drive that they have. Um, Arrangers win the block push, second event with 97 centimeters, which to me, the block push was the most upsetting event for me in this Marble Olympics uh, friendly round. 97 was it. That was the highest push. That was, I mean, the green, the green ducks in the qualifiers had a 117 centimeter push. I said this in the other podcast, which was really impressive. I don't know how they did that. 117. Many other teams, or at least a few other teams, had like 106s, 109s, 102s. I mean, and then the highest push in this is 97. That's it. That was it. I don't... I mean, to me, that's disappointing. They performed really well in all the other events, but... I mean, just the highest push from the top four competitors to be 97 is just upsetting. Obviously... They're trying to conserve some energy. You can see, you can you can guess that, you can assume that. But I mean, they didn't seem to be doing that in the other events. And then they, in the block push, I mean, it's a high impact event. So maybe they were like, okay, maybe on this one, we're gonna stay a little bit easier because we don't want to actually get hurt in the friendly round. But I mean, 97 is pretty low for top four teams. So I mean, a little disappointing. Rangers did take that one. Oceanics come from behind, come from fourth place in the relay race to win um, with a 10.31 second time, which was good to see. Uh, Savage Speeders, I was disappointed. They only got a last place in that event. Relay race, that's their thing. That is what they thrive at. And they could not even pull even more (laughs) in the last place. But then again, these are the top four teams. These are the top four teams. We should remember this. Um, The water event, Oceanics unexpectedly use a reserve which I can understand because they had already um, almost sealed the victory in the friendly round um, with uh, a couple of wins over No. Did they win? No, yes. They already had a couple of wins, so they almost sealed the victory in the friendly round. But, I mean, the Oceanics in general, I mean, you see the last couple of years, water events have been unexpectedly terrible for them as in a water team. But So, I mean, you'd think you'd put someone, a starter out there to practice, but... No reservers out there, I guess maybe to give them some practice. Maybe they're looking for new people to compete in their water events because they've been struggling so much, which might have been a smart move. You know, get Bay out there, the reserve, to, to work. And he he did, where did they finish? I think they finished third. So, I mean, not really that great. But, again, these are the top four, like I said. So, But it was a very close water event. So third and first were not even a second apart or at, or at the uh, – the very most, a second apart. But Oceanics did go on to win the full friendly, which was good. Uh, the Orangers second, Midnight Wisps third, and the Savage Beaters, like, not even with 10 points, 9 points only, uh, fourth. So, I mean, the only worry for me here is the Savage Beaters um, as a team. Obviously still a good team. They they, they weren't, they didn't seem to be lagging in the event, just uh, a little, uh, didn't seem to get the edge. But that would be my only small worry. Obviously, it seems like these teams are very on top of it. Still very good. And still going to be 
tough names to beat here in the 2019 Marble Olympics. And I'm excited to see how they perform, especially against newer teams like the Green Ducks, who just go crazy and uh, set new records like a 117-centimeter block push, which paled in comparison to any push, even with these top four. So, I mean, they get that, that's all for the friendly round. We, uh, we are coming closer, ever closer, to this first Marble Olympics event. We are about three weeks out, three weeks away. Probably going to be one more episode between now and the Marble Olympics first event. Maybe two. Maybe two if I'm if I have a lot of topics. But because there's other marble sports. I spent most of this podcast talking Marble Olympics and it's good this is a this is a pretty Marble Olympics based podcast because of that fan made team competition coming to an end as well as the friendly round being undiscussed so far. But um I mean next episode next episode we'll have a lot of other marble sports related events um in it. Uh, just to name a few news going on besides Jell's Marble Runs and his Marble Olympics. And the same Marble Rally, by the way, that Jell's Marble Runs makes is coming out soon, I believe, in the summer. So just be aware of that as well. And we'll talk that, of course. But, I mean, MSPN, big news for them. Untalked about yet for some reason here. They partnered with the channel Marble, Marble Fubeca. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's a Spanish channel. actually does really well. Millions of people watch that channel and their partnership. Um, and I would love to get Hershey, the creator of MSPN, or of course a, a high member in MSPN to come on here and discuss all the inner, um, inner workings of this partnership. But the main thing here is that someone from MSPN is going to do the commentary for the Marble Fubeca Spanish channels stuff in English so that English viewers can watch it which is going to just explode his channel like twice as much. I mean, to be honest, he, get, he gets like 40 million views sometimes on his videos. He might even be able to hit the 100 mil, which will be very exciting to see a Marvel Sports channel do so well. And um, I don't know. I'd like to see Jell's Marble Runs continue to do better. I think he's one of the best channels out there, maybe even the best, with his professionality and creativity. But uh, Marble Fubeca, great to see another Marvel Sports channel doing so well. And then having the partnership, MSPN, as we know, uh, Marble Mayhem coming up in the next couple of weeks, another event, uh, M Games coming up soon, we don't know when, maybe a month or two to start, um, and Marblades coming up in a month or so to start. So a lot of things coming from them and that partnership, they are really doing uh, a lot of big things, trying to make some moves to become a more prominent Marble Sports channel. I'd go check out MSPN, I would go check out Marble Fubeca, I would go check out Gels and Marble Runs. Those are probably the three biggest channels and main channels we will discuss here on the, the podcast because uh, they are the biggest worldwide channels at the moment. I mean, besides them, we do have some other channels. We have smaller channels like the Lucky Titan uh, YouTube channel is doing a marble tournament, and he got a Plinko board, and he's going to do a Plinko event, and I'm just so excited to watch that. That will definitely be talked about here just because it's so creative, and I just want to see how that goes. Um, so definitely be ready to check that out. It will be coming out probably within a couple of weeks. So just be ready to check that out. Um, Marvels for Autism YouTube channel, smaller channel, doing a marble tournament as well. Definitely check them out. Uh, channel TY Domino Guy does marble racing. I actually do the commentary for his videos. You can go see the recent ones with commentary. 
there are two up um, to watch. He does more racing. Uh, he might be doing a marble tournament, so check him out. Outside of that, I mean, there are other marble channels. Uh, I don't know really all of them. And trust me, if you write in MSW Podcast or voice message me, um, I will, and, and talk about other marble channels, I'll definitely consider speaking about those. And like other marble sports events coming up. I know MNH Racing is done doing one, but I don't. I think he doesn't really want to be talked about on the podcast. I'm not sure why, but everyone has their reasons. So, with this said, a lot going on. A lot of marble sports coming up. This is starting to become a real big thing. Another quick thing, and then I really want to talk about this last big event that's happened in the last week here, uh, a kind of a controversial Reddit post before we end out, but one more definitely interesting thing here is a, um, a new, another media coming out in Marvel Sports called um, The Monthly Marvel. It's like a magazine, online magazine, and uh, the podcast has partnered with them to try to, uh, you know, like line up topics, similar topics. So we're working on that, but um, definitely go check them out. I don't know if the first thing was posted yet or if they're working on the first post, but definitely be aware of them. If you join the Marble-based Discord, you can probably a lot of people in there are a part of it. You can ask them. But, um, yeah, they're definitely, that's definitely very interesting media. The only other Marble media I can think of is the MSPN Run Marble Media, which is um, which is pretty good. They've been off and on, I think, recently. I don't know if they've had like a talk show or anything, but you can go check them out as well. A lot of shouting out on this uh, channel, I know, but I do, I mean, on this episode, I'm not going to do this every time. I'm not going to list every existing Marvel channel every time we have an episode, but I just, as this, this is the beginning, I do want to just get out there all the information, all the different, you know, media on all the different channels that are out there. So you can go watch them and then you can come talk to me about them. Um, the big news and mail and voice messages and things like that so that I can can talk about the important things or oh, the fan wanted things. So, um, yeah, I'm just putting all the information out there. You guys should just check those things out because I'm going to be covering, especially when Marble Olympic starts and MSPN gets going a lot more, I'm going to be talking those a lot. So if you want other things to say it in, you got to email, you got a voice message uh, to have those talked about. Definitely. So, the last thing I want to discuss before we close out today is this very, I mean, not super controversial, but pretty controversial Reddit post that happened on the Marble Olympics Reddit page um, about a week ago, I'd say. It's a, and you can find this uh, the actual post on Twitter by at Hornets underscore 2019 uh, winner of the fan made contest they are a very good team I'm not having this post it's having the discussion to knock them at all but this is what they did here that is the discussion it's a discussion that has two sides so just listen first and then make a decision team Hornets posted we tried riding a fidget spinner not as easy as it looks Guys, join us and let's all do the fidget marble challenge. Hashtag fidget, fidget marble challenge. And then he added a lot of teams and Marble Olympics things. And then there's a picture of the marbles on a fidget spinner spinning around. Now, 
many of you might be wondering why is this even what is wrong with this okay but you need to have some background first and i'll provide that for you right now in the 2017 marvel olympics there was an event a discontinued event as far as i know which it's just, which is disappointing because it was a good event called fidget spinner collision and the, how the event works is, and this came off of Collision, which was in 2016 Marble Olympics, which is an event where two teams come down, they come in at two sides of, um, they come in at two opposite sides of a platform, they collide, as in the name, and then the goal is to keep as many marbles on the platform as you can. There's like, there's, there's like lightweight, easy pushable blocks on the side that can help you stay on, but it won't keep you on. Um, and so the first time they did it, it was just a collision in the 2016 Marble Olympics. And then the 2017, they added fidget spinners, which are, um, which, uh, which is what we call them in the marble world. They'll, they're a lot more dangerous because they're a lot bigger than they appear here. And uh, they move quite fast and they would really fly some marbles around. If you, I would recommend watching just at least that one event from the 2017. Had you not seen it, look up fidget spinner collision. Marble Olympics, and um, you can take a look at the the event. But it's a very hardcore event, probably most hardcore of all the events that we've seen. And what happened was uh, Team Momo in that event came down in the collision. I forget what team they were reversing. It's not. I don't think it's relevant to this point anyway. But um, they came down. They collided. They hit that fidget spinner. They were injured terribly. It was a chip injury to Momo Momo, which is a mouthful, but that's the name of the marble that was injured. And Momo Momo is done, <laughs> as far as I know. You're done. Completely done. With any Marble Olympics pursuits. I believe Momo, I forget if they were in the 2016 or if they just started in the 2017, but even then, early end of career. Very early end of career because of this injury. And it was a serious injury. It took him out, they had to bring the reserve in, and Mimo, who was the reserve, did a great job adapting. He started out a little shaky, but he really started to adapt. He, he was performing at least up with the par with the Team Momo and how the other members have been doing lately. Uh, so it was good to see him rise up, but I mean, wow. I mean, we know Momo just had a difficult history in general as they had to combine with Tune Primary last year with more injuries. Uh, and that snow marble thing, and snow marble race, don't call it a thing. But, um, I mean, but just, just, this was the beginning of their difficulties, and this was a very big deal. I mean, he's done. It's not just like something you can band-aid up and send him back out there. He's done raising. There is no more mo-mo-mo-mo in the Marble Olympics. And that's a big event. I mean, you heard, you heard him, he's done. I mean, he's completely, his career's over. He trained for a long time, long time, tons of competitions, tons of training for this, and he's done. So the two sides taken here on this post, and the post, here's the title of the post, is it just me or was this post really insensitive to Team Momary treating such dangerous equipment as some kind of toy? And this was by the poster, uh, ooh, who posted this? Oh, it was, it's by, um, should, uh, by, um, man, I shouldn't say this out loud, is by F the group chat. Uh, insert the word for F. Uh, that's the poster's name. Uh, we try to keep it uh, 
some we'll go over the rules of of how we try to keep it on the Marble Olympics. I mean the MSW podcast here as far as cursing and stuff goes. Um, but that well, I'm not going to say that at least right now. So F the group chat was his name. Insert the word for F there. Uh, he was the poster of this this Reddit post, and it got pretty controversial chat going. Some uh, responders, like this guy named Cubic Tony, said that this was all part of the sport. The injury is an injury. It could have happened to anyone. Team Hornets did not make fun of them. They were trying to uh, make the fidget spinner more uh, less of a big uh, deal and a big uh, scary thing. And they, he says it can be avoided by practicing these in- injuries and uh, making, they were trying to make Momo, Momo, Momeri or Momo an, in, uh, an inspiration. Uh, he, he was going that route. It was positive. It was a good way to bring it back into light. We have comments like, lost my support. Just, you know, and I don't like these comments because even if they are true, they're undescriptive. So if you, if you just comment, lost my support because someone posts something like that and then it's ridiculed, well, then you're not, you're not really saying anything. To back that up, you're just saying, I lost my support, shaking my head. He put that, shaking my head, just not very descriptive. But we had a few more descriptive negative comments. Um, let's see. I mean, someone was like, time to go change my vote. This hit me hard as a Momo bro myself. Um, this guy, uh, that was Marble Maestro. Science Will says, but I'm, I'm not sure I can continue to support them after such reckless and insensitive behavior. Those things aren't toys, which I think is a very interesting point. Um, and this guy, and the, this other guy was like problematic faves. And then a couple other people were like, Spar- the Thorn- Hornets guy himself responded with, haha, we meant no harm to Timo Mary, or Momo Momo in particular. In fact, it might be a great challenge for him to overcome his demons. Would love seeing that. <laughs> Controversy, obviously. Or people like to perpetuate drama. But I think this is a big topic. And I'd like to hear you guys also talk in about this. Obviously, our weekly challenge is the O challenge. See how long you hold that. But um, this is also something I would consider saying or uh, discussing fan uh, fan uh, thoughts on. But just a lot of back and forth. And a lot of people think... And like that one guy said... I mean, this is insensitive. Those things aren't toys. He has a big point because they aren't toys. They injured a marble. They are equipment used in events. They are very, they are very dangerous. If you hit those wrong, if you had fans and stuff playing with those things, people are going to get hurt. Marbles are going to get hurt. And he has a point. On the other hand, the other guy also has a point. I mean, he says it's part of the sport. This is part of the sport. It's not insensitive of the Hornets because they weren't doing it to make fun of Momo, inability to conquer the spinner, but they were doing it to raise support and just raise um, awareness and just kind of have a fun time as a new team trying to get the word out. I totally get that, especially as a new team trying to get their word out to the public that they exist. Come, you know, we're trying to push it. Maybe a little fad here, fidget marble challenge, pretty good, pretty cool. I understand what this guy's saying. Here's where I disagree, and here's my thought, because I'm I'm gonna give an opinion, because I um while I like to try to keep it somewhat unbiased, I'm gonna tell you what, this podcast will be a podcast where I'm truthful and give my real thoughts, so I will give opinions on the matters like this, of my own, because I don't want this to be, 
just news, but I want to also have a lot of opinions in it because it's a, it's a good discussion. And I will give my opinion. And my opinion is it is more disrespectful and insensitive than it is not. And the reason I say this is I is one of the reasons, at least, is that I disagree with the Cubic Tony's comment, who was one of the guys who's really supporting this movement, said that this can be avoided by practicing. This situation cannot be avoided by practicing. It really cannot. You can't avoid getting injured on equipment that's spinning very fast, moving very fast, and is in the field of play by practicing. Collision is a very hardcore event, a hardcore event where um, you surprise almost that there aren't more injuries and that it doesn't, it's not something you can avoid by practicing more. It's something that you could probably avoid by not practicing more almost because that means you won't have to do as much high impact. And that's why this event is not the most highly practiced event. You don't want to hurt your players before they go into it. And while there is preparation, remember these marbles are very strong, very well built, built on the outside, very strong, uh, good you know thick outer shells and i mean to injure one of these is hard and if a fidget pinner can do that equipment can do that it's very dangerous and it cannot be avoided by practicing because when you hit that spinner if you fly off and you get chipped there's, there's nothing you can do about it i mean it's going to happen you're going to you're going to collide you're going to bump off marbles you don't even know what's going to happen you can get chipped by the spinner if you hit it the wrong way this cannot be avoided it cannot be avoided so to say it can be fixed by practicing, I disagree with. Um, I think it is a little bit insensitive. Um, am I going to knock Hornets for it at all? No. I don't want anyone to hate on the Hornets for this. They're just trying to get the word out as a new team. But as a situation, I would say it's a little insensitive. Like the guy said again, those things are not toys. They're equipment. So I don't, I don't think that the post was a good idea. Just because of the dangerous of the equipment. I understand the other side's point, but this, to me, is just a little bit overboard or a little bit too um, too dangerous. Now, do I think they really get at Mo Mary here or Team Momo here? No, I don't. But I think we should not, like, I think this should not become something that, you know, like a fad or something that all the Marble Olympics teams are doing. Because it's just, it's, it's not... It, then it becomes insensitive because then all these Marvel Olympics teams are on top of the spinner and Momo has to sit there already not qualified. Their fans are a little upset and they have to see all the Marvel Olympics teams spinning around the spinner that they that they're one of their best players was injured on and can never play again. So it should just be kept down. Hornets probably won't do this again. But it was a little insensitive and you have to be careful with this dangerous equipment. But, um, yeah, give me your thoughts on this. I think it was a little insensitive, but you give me thoughts. And I do think that's all for the day. So I'll leave you with the, I'll leave you with that. MSWpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, at, at Guy Marble, our Twitter. I forgot to say this. At G-U-Y-Y-M-A-R-B-L-E is our Twitter. Anchor Podcast, SoundCloud. Look up MSW Podcast. We're going to try to get on YouTube soon. This is all for you guys. We want to hear from you. Voice messages, emails. And we want to get your thoughts out there. Um, your opinions on these teams, on the situation, on everything. And with that, guys, we go to our outro song, which today is Time Leaper by the artist 
in kick. I love this song. And I hope you guys love it as well. And I hope you guys have a great week. And enjoy the Marble Olympics 2019. Have a good night.